Hello and welcome to another episode of Checkpoint, the podcast highlighting and telling the stories of influential leaders in and around the sports industry. Today, we're excited to welcome our next guest, Ucambri Williams, to the show. Ucambri is the starting center for the Calgary Stampeders, a personal friend of mine from South Alabama, and we are excited to have him on the show this evening. Ucambri, my man, welcome to Checkpoint. How are you doing this evening? Man, I'm doing great, man. I, it's an honor to be on here, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the invite. So so we have so much to unpack today, but you know, for all you first-time listeners, we're going to take the next 45 minutes, and we're going to hear you Ucambry's story from Phoenix City, Alabama, all the way to Calgary, Alberta, talking, you know, playing CFL football. But you guys should know that me and Cam were part of the early days at South Alabama. So this one's personal to me. I'm humbled to have you on the show. But man, we got a ton to talk about today. So, so let's go all the way back to your early days, Phoenix City. Who is you, Cambry, and how did you end up doing what you're doing? Oh uh, man, just coming from a small town, Phoenix City, Alabama. Not many people, maybe like twenty-five thousand. Uh, started playing football at five years old. Fell in love with it, man. It just was the uh, camaraderie, friends from school. Just something to do after, you know what I'm saying? After school, just something to come together. Then I started figuring out I was pretty good at it. And so um, going through elementary, middle school, high school, pretty good player. Was probably like top five on my team always. And so, you know, just something I fell in, fell in love with and uh, fell in love with the game. And then, then really felt, uh, fell in love with the grind at an early age. The times have changed. Uh, when I was growing up, weight room and, and getting it in, you know what I'm saying, outside of football wasn't really a thing. You was just going off the town. You know, you're yeah. just showing up, just showing up at, at the field and going in. But these days, man, it, it, you know, you got the Instagram videos, little kids working out and stuff like that. Young, too, man. And so uh, they really fall with the grind. So uh, coming out of high school, always going off the talent, was uh, playing basketball, football, all by city and both, you know. So yeah. I was pretty good. Uh, had a couple offers coming out of high school. Where, where, uh, one offer stood out to me was South, though. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Oh, I know if you remember. Uh, Kurt Crane came man, to my house, man. I was just, I mean, you can't make this up because the universe works in weird ways. Cam, yeah. I was just telling the story about Coach Crane before we got on here. That's crazy yep. you bring that up. Man, tell the yep, listeners yep. about Coach Crane and why you committed to South. Man, he just, it's just, uh, we call it a vibe now. You get this vibe from somebody, man. He walked in my house. Not really the vibe of like welcoming, just the vibe of like I'm gonna challenge you. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to see the, I want to see the best out of you. And so uh, that's what that's what got my heart to South man. Coach Crane coming in my my living room with my parents and Coach Coach Jones too. And and Kirk Crane was just all about business. He's like, yeah, man, you come in to play if you really want to. So I'm like, yeah, man, you got to put in the work though. And so you know he you know he was tough as nails, man, on you everywhere you go. And so uh, I really. I uh, got a special heart. I mean, special place in my heart for Kirk Crane, and so um, yeah, he's probably one of the biggest reasons I went to South. So that is, like you said, the universe works in uh, mysterious ways, man. If you was just talking about, great person, man, great person. Yeah, no, and and you know, for all you listeners that you know that don't know Kirk Crane, um, I highly encourage you to Google him. He has since passed on, so rest easy, Coach. But um, you know, he was, you know, he embodied the game of football. Uh, he, yeah. you know, he ate, slept, breathed, everything about it. And he would bust your ass 
on the field. <laughs> but man, let me tell you, when you got off the field, that was, you know, that was the one that you wanted in your corner there. So, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it's really, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, on the show, we talk a lot about mentors and coaches and, you know, yeah. pivotal role models that help get us to where we're at and really shape where we're going in the future. And that's definitely one, you know, one human being that, that sticks out to me as well. And, exactly. and so, and so I'm curious, right? So you, you, you figure out, you know, okay, I'm pretty good at football. It's been a lifestyle for you, right? Like, and for all you listeners that don't know in Alabama, there, you think it's student athlete, but it's really athlete student, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> let's just be student, real. Man. Yeah, man. Probably the only reason I went to college, well, I went to, I went to college, but like had an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, get a scholarship and stuff because of athleticism and being an athlete first. It wasn't really the grade, you know? And I mean, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, a bad student, but I wasn't the greatest student. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Especially Alabama, man. It's like football. Either you're playing football or you're just going to the military. Either are you out here in the streets? So you know what I'm saying. You pick your route, and basically, you know, football was my route, and I thank God every day for that, man. Well, and, and you did it right. Like you have yeah. made it, and we're gonna keep going through the journey. But you know, one of the things that I wanted to highlight because this is where I think that we can improve on the system and really leverage the game is, you know, as we're coming up through middle school, high school, college, it's selling the dream to get to the pros. Like this is the end all, be all. But we're not mm -hmm. really preparing the other skills in life for what exactly. happens when sports aren't there. And so yeah. going to dangle the carrot because, I mean, obviously you're going through some weird stuff in the CFL um, in 2020 with COVID. So we'll get to that. But but talk to me, man. So you you commit to South Alabama. You you show up on campus. And at that point, what were we, two or three years into it when, when you showed up uh, there? Two, I want to say two years, going on to the third year when I showed up. So I graduated in 2010. I'm not sure, you know what I'm saying, the history, but I think it was that third year that it was, uh, we were finally like playing some, we weren't playing division one, but we were moving up into like D1 AA guys and uh, a couple HBCUs we played that year, my freshman year. So we were moving up. And then, and so, you know, I think with sport, there comes just a ton of adversity and you learn how to fail. You learn, hey, when things are dealt your way that you can't control, you just have to sort of roll with the punches. And so, yeah. you know, if I can remember correctly, Cam, I think it was my junior year, but you you had a pretty severe injury that that really yeah. shook up your course there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so freshman year, I played defensive line. I don't know if you remember, I was on the defensive line. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I came in a defensive line, had a just play, you know what I'm saying, backing up guys like Mufasa, Ro Ro Romel Jones, and uh, Alex Page, Anthony Taylor. Just shout out to the to the OGs. And, to the uh, crew. Yeah, man. And, and so just, you know what I'm saying, growing up behind them, playing behind them, learning. And that sophomore year, I had a severe injury, tore my ACL, uh, meniscus, just real bad and, uh, in practice. And, you know, that, that just taught me adversity. That's when I fell in love with the grind, though. My knees, you know, they hurt, you know what I'm saying, now, you know what I'm saying, they ache and whatever, but I thank God because it taught me how to grind. It taught me how to work out, man, because I went, when I came in, I wasn't thinking about no weights for real, man, just going off straight talent. So that knee injury really taught me how to grind and just, you know what I'm saying, like you said, go with the cards that's dealt to you and, man, just make a way. Either you're going you're gonna to put up or you're going to shut up. So had a severe injury my sophomore sophomore year, and that was my, actually my red shirt, so I red shirt the freshman year. Uh, sophomore year was like my uh, freshman year. Then came back the next year. We got a new coaching staff. I think you were still there. I don't yeah. know if you left. Okay, Coach Robert Matthews, Matthews, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Robert Matthews came in, played five games, tore my other knee up, ACL. Yeah, so uh, 
tore both of my, my knees up, man. It just that, – that was a tough time, man. And I really had to hound down and do I really want to play ball. You know, yeah. we just had to have a one-on-one with myself and uh, got stronger, kept kept falling in love with the grind, came back uh, that junior year, had a great season, uh, second-team all-conference tackle, uh, transitioned to O-line, played tackle, all-conference uh, season that year. And then uh, after that junior year, tore my shoulder up, labor, had to have another surgery. So I'm like, man, do I – what am I doing, man? Am I doing something wrong? Came back senior year, missed the first two games, uh, end up having another all-conference year. And so, um, yeah, I had a pretty good, pretty decent career at South. Uh, actually, when the NFL scouts were coming, you know, we had Brandon Bridge that my senior year, Wes Saxon, Braden Bowman, Malik Harris. So we had some good talent, Q Ford. So uh, NFL scouts were coming in. They were coming in left and right. And I, I can't – I will never forget this Seattle Seahawks uh, – Scout came in, Jim Nagy, said, man, you got the best film I done seen in years. I'm like, man, I didn't even think I was going to play in the league. You know what I mean? Small yeah. playing tackle. I'm just like 6'2", 290, soaking wet. So playing left tackle at Division One college, man, I'm not going to play in the NFL. He's like, man, you got the best film I done seen in years. So I'm like, man, so I really got a shot. Uh, fast forward to pro day, had a pretty decent pro day. Uh, then fast forward to the draft. You know, my family, you know, they, they put on a little party for me. But I knew I wouldn't get drafted. I thought I would get a free agent contract, yep. but I didn't. Uh, Seattle called me that morning, like, we're going to bring you in on free agency. Then call me back the end of the night. So that was kind of a bummer, man. But I just I just believed in what I – believed in my work I put in and my craft and believed in my skills. Kept grinding. Uh, actually, working out and working at Best Buy. After uh, I graduated uh, college, man, that was a humbling time. You know, you're a Division One athlete, and now you got to find a retail job because you, you know, what I'm saying you don't know how your, your life kind of in limbo right now. Do you do you want to just go into the real world, get a real job, or continue to push forward with this football thing? So I continued to foot push forward. I said I'm gonna just just stay in shape. Um, Malik Harris, he got picked up to the CSL after our senior year. He went up there, played a year. So he was like, man, Cam, what you doing? Called me one day, said, Ken, what you doing? I was like, man, I'm working at Best Buy, man. He like, man, our old line needs some help up here. So I was like, yeah, man. He like, do you still got film from South? I was like, yeah. He's like, email me. So I emailed him. Maybe two weeks later, Calgary Scout called me. He said, they're going to bring me down for a trial in uh, Tampa, Tampa, Bay, uh, Tampa, Florida. And so I was like, okay, bet. I've been working out, I've been training, staying ready. So they're about to pay off. Went down there. Uh, literally balled out. I was underweight too, Scott. Man, I was underweight for O line like 285 because I was grinding and just, you know what I'm saying, starting cardio. I wasn't really in football like eating right because I'm working at Best Buy. You know, you got to eat when you can. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> so 285, but I ball. I, I ball like I ain't, I ain't lose a one on one rep down at, uh, um, doing a, against the D line or whatever. So they brought me up into fall camp, man. End up making the team. Just wow. off some like, you know, just just grinding. Didn't didn't really I didn't miss a day of practice, body hurting. This is your first time in a, a pro training camp. Didn't didn't know what to expect. First time in Canada. Um missed my flight to go, like missed my first flight up there. <laughs> so I'm like, man. Well, uh, you can't make this up. I mean, this story yeah. is incredible, Cam. And, and you know, I got 
I got to tell you, man, like, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me when you were at South Alabama that I think a lot of athletes and listeners will nod their head to is the mental strength, right? Like you yeah. not only, I mean, I remember you showed up clowning with Tremaine and Will, then you got yeah, that yeah. first in injury, right? And you sort of had to check yourself like, you know, hey, is this really what I want? And, and I watched this human being just grow and grow and grow. And so I'm curious, you know, as you got, you know, through the both the knees and the labrum, when you were at that practice, you know, coming out of Best Buy, how much did you pull on that mental conditioning that you, you know, continued to build up to say like, hey, I got this opportunity now, I'm not gonna yeah. miss it. That That's one thing that I believe that my mental strength, that's one thing I, I, I probably, that's probably my biggest asset. And um, because I'm like, man, I'd have been through so much. Like, it, you know what I'm saying, it, it's nothing. If I don't make the team, you know what I'm saying, so what? Not so what, but like, is it really going to break me? Yeah. But is it, it going to build me up? So I'm like, I might as well go out there and ball out. You know, I didn't been through two knee surgeries, labor, I'm not supposed to be here, six, one and a half. I keep going down to my height because that's what the, the scout <laughs> did. So uh, playing O-line, you know, so man, I'm like, man, why not go out there and ball? So, I, man, I'm just, I laid it all out there and it ended up paying off, man. The uh, Pat Delmonico, the O-line coach, my O-line coach in Calgary, fell in love with my feet, man. And he's like, I don't care how big you is. You can be 5'6", because he was a, he's, he's like 5'8", playing center at, at a college. So he he liked the nasty, smaller guys. So he's like, man, your feet going to save you. And I'm in love with your feet. So he just gave me the opportunity. I thank him for giving me the opportunity to keep making that team, keep keep building my legacy and my my, my career up there in Canada. So, um, so yeah, now, man, that mental – go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, because now you're at this point, right? So we, we get you over to Canada, right? Yeah. And you you are weathered. You are, you know, you are tried and true, right? So you, you've climbed the ladder to get here. Now, now you made it. Talk to yeah. me about what that process was like as far as negotiating contracts, as far as like figuring out how do I take this amateur mindset and now actually transition to being a professional? Well, um, it was kind of so my my rookie year up there, I didn't really play. Well, I, I actually I got through in the fire, man. Um, like fifth game of the season, both the tackles go down, <laughs> so I'm like this rookie getting thrown into the fire. But um, I played okay. My first game up there, I played okay. It wasn't perfect by all means, but I played okay. I played hard, and so um, yeah, man. But once that first game check, I was like, okay, I can, I can. <laughs> I can fall in love with this, man. I can do this. So, um, yeah, man, just transitioning from that college to that pro, it's all about – I pride myself on uh, – you get your – you got to have a schedule. You got to have a, a a rhythm to what you do as a pro athlete. You can't really – if you say you're going to do this, you're going to work out at 6 a.m., let's try to be consistent with that. Let's be consistent with the small things, that, and it can build to the bigger things. That's what I believe, man. So, um, as a pro – I try to stay consistent, try to take care of my body. Um, negotiation, negotiating contracts, I actually uh, went through two agents. Well, I'm on my second agent now. And, and so that's another that's another story, man. When It's a little different when, you, when, when other people are dealing with your money, man. So, um, but yeah, so they really handled that negotiating the contracts. I actually had to fire one because we didn't see eye to eye, but that's the, that's the name of the game. That's a, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. So, and I understand that. And, um, yeah, man. So as a as a pro, you just I, I say just have your schedule and stick to it, man. And the little yeah. things become just uh, intertwined with the bigger things. 
and, and when we talk about compound, right? Like, I mean, I think yeah. about this thing, you know, um, we typically think about it in a negative fashion, like compounding interest I use as an example, right? But if yeah. you can compound consistent behaviors that are successful, well, when you do run into adversity, you don't have to fall all the way back down to ground zero, right? Because you know yeah. you can go back to the process, you can trust your what what got you there, which is ultimately yeah. you know what you have to fall on. And so, you know, one of the things, Cam, that I'm curious with, right? So you get through your you get through your rookie season, um, then do you sign a, another year long deal, no, multi year so, uh, deal? Go ahead. Uh, I was on a two, and, uh, so my rookie contract was basically. Uh, two and one. So I signed for two years. If I played good, if the Calgary wanted me, uh, they'll pick up my option. So that's what happened. So I end up my rookie year, uh, played the sixth game. So I came back at, uh, at tackle again. And uh, they, they didn't really know if I was going to make the team or not. But, you know, uh, opportunity. Two of the centers got season-ending um, injuries in, in fall camp, in training camp. I say fall camp, but training camp. So uh, that was my transition to center. I was a tackle. It was unheard of of an American uh, center being up in the uh, CFL. All the centers in the CFL are Canadian. It's like a Canadian spot because we have this ratio thing. We can only play a certain uh, number of Americans and a certain number of Canadians on the field at all times. So, of course, your American players want to be your best. Like, you want skilled players, you know what I'm saying, DBs linebackers, tackles, because that's, you know, uh, you want your Americans there, but American at center is unheard of. But Coach Pat gave me an opportunity. He's like, man, have you ever snapped the ball? I was like, man, literally. <laughs> so he's like, let's go see. Man, day one training camp, I balled out at center, making the calls, just feeling comfortable, just being, just bringing that nasty attitude in the middle. Uh, started every game that year, my, my um, after my rookie year, that second year. Started every game, end up being an all-star. We have, like, basically the best at your position. And so I was a CFL all-star and uh, at wow. center. Yeah, man. And then going to a great cup that year. We ended up losing. But, um, yeah, man. So that was my – that was after about – so, I, they, of course, they're going to pick up my option year after that, after that year. So, so yeah. that's incredible. And, and you know, we, we talk so much about – what we do on the field, right? As a professional, you know, you know, you have your season, you know, you have your off season and everything is training to make sure that your mind is right. Your body is right for game day, right? That's how you're evaluated. But yeah. I've become enamored with the idea of how do you take a professional that is on the field, but now has a platform, has the ability to do things outside of it. And and marry those two. And so I'm really curious because you're actually in the weeds. So is mm -hmm. that a dystopian thought to think like, hey, I can be an entrepreneur or I can have a job or a nonprofit while being a professional athlete? Or does that maybe on paper look good, but not really a reality? Oh, it's, it's very it's very much so a reality. Uh, I haven't ventured off into having my nonprofit. Actually, I'm, I'm just getting started. We talked uh, yesterday about it. I'm actually starting a foundation, You Can Be Foundation. And so we we we're trying to come up with scholarships for for upcoming for youth and stuff. Um, it's it's gonna be big, man. It's gonna be big. So I'm I'm getting started into it. Uh, it's you know it's it's on the. I gotta just break through, man. Break through and, and go ahead and do it. But I've been kind of putting it off to the left. But it started like we we gave out um, masks and uh, hand sanitizer, crayons, crayon boxes and stuff to the youth. 
for the kids for the upcoming school year, even though, you know, COVID, school, uh, some kids still have to go to school. So I just thought it would be, a, I gave a uh, 200. And so um, those are like small things I wanted to do in my community. And so I'm actually starting stuff like that. You can be foundation followers on Instagram, you know, shout out Scott Garb. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I feel like it's very doable, man. So, so I want to come back in real quick because, you know, I, I sort of use that as a bridge as to how do you, you know, do something off the field because mm -hmm. COVID dealt a hand that no football player really saw coming. And so yeah. I want, would love to get in the mind of somebody that was preparing for season your life is all wrapped up in sport, and then, boom, something unexpected like an ACL injury comes and just knocks yeah. you out. How have you dealt yeah. with this over the last six months? It, it's been tough, man. It's, it's it's testing my mental toughness again. Like I said, man, and um, just being a, a, a professional athlete and going out and having to look for a job, an eight to five, a nine to five, like, you know what I'm saying, a regular person, a regular citizen, it's humbling. It'll test your mental, your mental state, and and I just I I feel for guys. I'm single. I mean, I I have a girl. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Just gets me right hey, hey, hey. Um, I don't have any kids. I'm not married, so I can only feel for the guys who's married and 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 have kids and stuff like that. So, man, it, it's been tough. But one thing about I think the the guys in the CFL, especially. We're battle tested, man, because a lot of guys been in the NFL, you know, they, they went to smaller schools, they were undersized, so they understand how to go through stuff. And so I feel like we're the guys who, who can really deal with this stuff. And, and, I mean, we make a pretty good, decent, decent living up there, but most guys, you know, they, they living off that six-month check. So I say we're we some hustlers, man. A lot of my teammates and stuff like that, man, really been uh, starting nonprofits, been a lot of guys – then start Twitch account gaming for and, and start getting paid off gaming and so just real stuff, little hustles, uh, moves, man. And I'm proud of everybody I know that's in the CFL that's really, you know, what I'm saying just finding another way out, outside of football, how to live, and and just not really having football be you. Just not, you know, what I'm saying everything I got is, is is football. Let's let's try to let's try to work these plan Bs, these plan Cs, man. Because football it can it can only last so long, and that's what. I came to realize this offseason, man. I appreciate it, honestly. It's a, it's a learning experience. Well, I think it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like, we obviously mm -hmm. don't ever want a global pandemic. But no. this is a this is an eye-opener to everybody to say that this isn't forever, right? And yeah. so, you know, you see so many athletes that, you know, that make it, that make it in the NFL, the CFL. And then there's this cliff as to like, who am I? Because my identity has just been wrapped up in this sport for so yeah. long. And so it's incredible to, to be able to look at this situation objectively, get dealt the cards you were dealt and say, hey, we got to be able to find the silver lining in this. And so I'm hoping that this is the pendulum swing to say that you can't be as first a human being then he's a football player. And we have to start exactly. addressing it that way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Uh Honestly, every everywhere I would go is like, um, man, I thought you still you're not playing football, you're not playing football, like man, like you have to explain, man, it's a pandemic, my season got canceled, like so, what are you doing now? Like it, 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 it just always go from that, and it just you know I don't really, I love don't get me wrong, football has made me a, a better person, a better man, 
But like you said, I don't want to be known as the football player. I want to be known as you can breathe, who started the You Can Be Foundation for at-risk youth, you know, or the guy that's teaching third through fifth graders with autism at a local elementary school from Monday through Friday, you know, just let, let me get that. And so, you know, football, like I said, football is a blessing, but like you said, man, this is a blessing in disguise. And I appreciate every, every day just to, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate the small things so you can appreciate the big things. Well, and it's so cool. You coming on here. Like, I mean, we've had so many guests that have hung up their cleats, you know, or hung up their shoes from the court and come on and, retrospectively gone back and looked at their experience and been like, oh, I wish I could have done this. Or, you know, it took me a decade to figure out my identity. Dude, you're doing this in real time. And so I, you yeah. know, I appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to just come out there and share like, hey, I'm a starting professional athlete and this is what it's like for me. So, so kudos to you on that front. And, you know, for all you listeners, you know, we're going to plug all of his information, but follow Cam because, I mean, this guy just, when he does something, he does it right. Um, so so this is pretty cool, Cam. So now we're starting to understand who you are. We, we yeah. heard about you in Phoenix City. We heard about you at South. We hear what you're doing in the CFL. Where do you see yourself over the next six to 12 months, um, you know, as a human and with sport? Oh, uh, well, six to 12. I'm, I'm still training for May because the season's supposed to start May 21. So I got to be ready, man. And it, it almost, honestly, Scott, this with dealing with all my injuries and stuff like uh football last year was tough uh we went to the great cup as calgary st peter's the last three years and so this fourth year we got kicked out of the first round of the playoffs it's like it was a it was a closer shock to me because every year i've been there i've been to the championship game it won win or lose and so um i was really questioning do i still want to play because uh you know your body aching you're not winning so your injuries hurt a little bit more yeah i mean you know what i'm saying so uh, I was like, do I really want to play football, man? But the pandemic kind of woke me up. Like, man, it, it, it just it, it, it built this hunger in me again. It just like, man, I really miss the game of football. And so, like, I, I'm on Twitter all the time looking at video, looking at clips of football, just trying to stay into it. So the next six months, man, I'm trying to be the best tackle in the CFL. So I'm training that. And I'm also a teacher, a paraprofessional at Downtown Elementary School in Columbus, Georgia. It's close to Phoenix City. Uh, I'm doing that in my class. It's, it's autistic kids and uh, or some with behavioral problems. And the class is all boys. So I'm just trying to reach them. Which I'm, I'm, I feel like I was placed there for a reason. So I'm just trying to reach them every day. So I'm doing that. And um, yes, yeah, next six, 12 months, hopefully I get a season, man, and I can show off like all this work I've been putting in. Man. Um, Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, man. Yeah, hopefully. Man. And and so I, you know, this is, I didn't see it going here, but I think what an incredible opportunity to work with third to fifth grade autistic young men as they're yeah. coming up. And I think a lot of listeners would say like, oh, what a cool opportunity for those guys to have a professional football player. I'm curious, do you feel like, it's an opportunity for you to be around these folks that see the world a little differently. Have you gained new perspective from engaging with these folks in an intimate, you know, environment in a classroom? Yeah. Uh, they don't know. Well, only one knows I play football. 
The other one, has, they, they, they look at me as Mr. Dr. Williams. They call me Mr. Dr. Williams. So I'm just their teacher, man. And, and so they, most of them don't even know football, man. And so it just, it's, it's, it's so humbling, man. They have taught me a lot just how to see it a different, just appreciate the little things. Like um, they get excited for breakfast. Like I bring them breakfast. If I, if I bring them breakfast, if I open their juice card up, they're like, they clapping their hands like they just want a great cup of ring. You know what I mean? So it's just, it, 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 it just it's bringing me down, you know, into this, to this person that I, you know what I'm saying, that I, I, I hope I become as far as like just seeing the world in a different way as far as appreciating the little things, appreciating where you are now. And so, man, it's been awesome. And I, I enjoy it every day. Ah. Uh. What a humbling experience, man. And, and yeah. I think that there couldn't be a better person to fill that role. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've lived by from our time at South to, you know, where I'm at now in my in my life is there's no such thing as a coincidence. Right. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. And, uh, man, I'm just. I, yeah. What a cool thing that you have stumbled upon. And so, um, you know, we're going to do a subsequent series to this called Check In. So we're going to okay. be able to check back in with you in six months. Fingers crossed you're going to be lacing up the cleats for the season. Um, yeah. And, you know, you'll you'll give us that little juice of energy, you know, like that nasty down on the line. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say we're going to shift away a little bit from the from the football thoughts here. So if you have anything that you want the listeners to know on that front that we should be on the lookout for that we've missed, uh, you know, on football before we go to Cam as a person, Say it now or forever hold your peace. Man, no, nah, I mean, football is football, man. Let's May 21, man. Be looking for me in the CFL, Calgary Stampeders, number 61. You know, starting left tackle, trying to hold it down for Phoenix City, South Alabama, man. <laughs> hey, let's go. So so now yeah. we're going to get to know Cam a little bit more personally, right? So, yeah. um, you know, Cam, I'm, I'm going to come at you with a question. You don't know this is coming. Um, for all you listeners out there, this used to be a dating question, but your boy just got married. So yeah, it's yeah. all just for the podcast now. But Cam, if you could tell the listeners one thing that you've done in your life that you would recommend they do or experience in theirs, what would that be and why? One thing that I have done. Um, wow. I haven't done much, Scott. That's a good question. I, I mean, not, I wouldn't say I haven't done a lot. I say, you know, what other people have not done. Let's see. Man, that's a good one. I'll say, mm, see the world, see the world, travel, travel as much as you can. Uh, that's something, you know, coming from a small town, a lot of, a lot of my friends haven't been on planes. And so, man, I say travel, see the world, man. Just uh, get out your box, get out your comfort zone. You know, don't be scared to do stuff. Step out of that. Uh, yeah, I say that. And how and how was it? You know, I mean, obviously that's a culture shock coming from Phoenix City to Mobile, then Mobile to Canada. Like, you yeah, know, I mean, you're way outside your comfort zone there. What you know? How how did you adapt to that? Uh, it was I went. It was tough because you you know you small town you miss home. But man, once I got out there and I'm seeing this big city, I'm like, man, like why I've been tripping. Like I should have been doing this, and so. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like Canada. I love that place, man. I would stay there. I'm thinking about moving there and just dual citizenship, man. Come on. <laughs> Look, I love that place, man. Calgary has been like a second home to me, and the people are awesome. 
Um, I've been in every major city in Canada, so I say just travel more, man. And uh, yeah, man, it was a, it was a coastal sock, but hey, man, I, I have I bought a cowboy hat because Calgary is big on big on stampede and stuff. I bought a cowboy hat, man. So it's just an adapt and have some fun. And for all you listeners out there, if you ever get a chance, there's, I think it's the second largest rodeo is in Calgary. It's called the Calgary Stampede. I've actually been with my grandparents and they have this event called the Chuck Wagon Races. And so it's the most old school Western thing. And I thought that I knew stuff until I went and watched that. And I was like, man, there's a whole nother world out there that I have no clue about. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, man. It was so many people. My first stampede, I was like, man. And I'm like, you can't look that. Don't look down because whatever shoes you have on, they're totally black and muddy, like everywhere. So, man, it's just a big party. I have fun every year. So. Uh, that's incredible, Cam. Well, uh, well, listen, you know, I know that you are busy training. You've got your own life going on. So we're not going to hold you up here any longer. Um, but for all the fans that want to be able to follow you and your journey, where can they find you on social media um, and plug your nonprofit so that people can get behind and start supporting? Okay. Uh, my Instagram at high cam, that's three I H I I cam. Uh, Twitter, uh, high, underscore high cam, Facebook, you can Williams, U C A M B R E W I I A M S. Um, I'm on, you can Google me. Um, my, also my, my foundation Instagram is you can be, that's U C A N, uh, B E foundation. Uh, you can follow it. We're doing some good stuff on there, man. Just be on the lookout for that in the upcoming year. And, uh, yeah, man, that's about it. Amazing. And we're going to post all the links, guys, so that you're able to go ahead, uh, make it easy. You can follow Cam. Um, this guy is pioneering the way. He's what a professional athlete should be both on and off the field. Um, so Cam from Check, from Checkpoint, and your boy, Scott Garber, thanks for coming on the show. And we look forward to checking in with you here in six months. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. Honor, like I said, man, stay. I appreciate it, Scott, man. Stay blessed. Awesome, guys. All right. Until next time, listeners, be sure to check yourself.